Welcome to the Awakened Man Podcast, where we promulgate that your physical, psychological, and financial health are your true sources of wealth that must be safeguarded and optimized to achieve long-lasting happiness. Here, we'll discuss tactics on how you may self-actualize to reach the pinnacle of authentic masculinity by embracing true libertarian principles, arming yourself with red pill knowledge, as well as implementing the most up-to-date holistic health biohacks to optimize your health. Stop being a blue pill sheep, being led to slaughter by big government and the court system. Become an awakened man. Here's your host, Gregory. Hello, everybody. This is Gregory. Welcome back to another episode of The Awakened Man. I hope you're doing well today. Today, we're going to ask a somewhat black pill-esque cynical question. Sex is great, but what are you going to do the other 15 hours of the day? Now, this episode applies to both men and women, and both men and women have their legitimate complaints about the other. A man might say, yeah, sex is great. But, I mean, honestly, I got to deal with her nagging, her whining, her messy house, her incessant gossiping and so forth. And the women will be like, yeah, sex is okay, but I got to deal with him watching football all day or watching porn or him being dirty or, you know, whatever it is. So this episode can apply to both sexes. Now, the blue pill man, when you when you approach this question to them, they'll be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What are you talking about? It's like the old Californians episode on SNL. What are you doing here, Stuart? Fred Armisen. And they don't get it. And I think, I think who you broach this question with says a lot about, about their own background. So a lot of this goes to good childhood trauma and or your success with women or men. Uh, we'll just say women for the sake of convenience. In middle school, high school, and college. So men who've had success, think of DiCaprio. When you ask them this question, hey, sex is great, but what are you going to do the other 16 hours? They're like, exactly. This is why I don't settle down. I mean, look at DiCaprio. DiCaprio dumps all of his girlfriends by the time they get 25. And he's a notorious uh, you know, anti-marriage man, at least for now. And then but if you ask the blue pill guy who typically hasn't had a lot of success with women growing up, they're like their whole dream is marriage and maybe children because they think with marriage they're going to get unconditional love and they're going to get uh, uh, unlimited sex and and so forth and of course you know a lot of guys who are red pill be like man you know god bless the blue pill because a lot of us were blue pill at one point and that's why we're out here to evangelize but they're gonna they're when you ask them that question they almost get offended like what do you mean what are you supposed to do with them what do you Women are always like the Disney princess at the end of movies. You know, they, it's not like Einstein's quotes right. A man marries a woman and spends the rest of the marriage wondering what happened to that woman. Einstein's wrong. <laughs> so look, it is a somewhat cynical kind of assessment and phrase. What do you do within the other, other 16 hours? You know, we can make jokes. Oh, 16, Gregory, come on. You know, it should be, oh, 12 hours. Wink, wink. You know, we're always in the bedroom tied up. You know, tie him up in the bedroom. And, or someone would joke, what do you mean 16? It's more like, you know, they last for like 30 seconds. But my point is this. I think you really have to look at, is the juice worth the squeeze? We've talked about this with cohabiting. I'm against cohabitation. Look, if any of you guys want to get married and want to have a successful marriage, look at the statistics. The statistics have been very clear for a long time. 
those who live together before they get married have a higher rate of divorce than those who don't live together. So that in itself should be a reason why you shouldn't live with a woman if you want to have a successful marriage. Now, yes, there's always outliers. There's also studies, and we have an episode here, like, like I don't know, like 300 episodes back, where I break down uh, long-term marriage statistics based on religion and virginity and all these things. Like, for example, only 5% of women who marry today are virgins. Uh, but there's also stats that we talked about in that episode where, where the, the, more, the more sexual partners a woman has, the less religious she is, which is not shocking, and, and some other things. So, look, with cohabitation, I would tell you to avoid it because not only is it fornication and it's a grave sin, but if you want your marriage to work later on, um, you're, you're, you're making it less likely. But the other reason is, why are you going to give up all your freedom to get something that you're already getting? And I've talked about this before. Men are typically already having sex with their girlfriends uh, before the, the conversation of cohabiting comes into play. And lots of times, let's be real, the guys are the ones that bring it up. Not always, but the guys will bring it up. And the point is, look, you're already getting sex, but you don't have to give up your freedom. So that early part of dating when you're living alone or with your boys, kind of like an entourage, before you... you uh, during that time, you still have your independence freedom. You can do what you want, when you want, and then you just meet up with her for sex or hanging out or taking trips. That's great. I mean, it seems like the best of both worlds because once she moves in, you are giving a, giving away a modicum of, of independence. No one can deny that. Now, you, you could be like, oh, I'll maintain frame. I don't have to tell her where I'm going to go, when I'm going to go. But she's going to be in your house every day. So let's be real. There is going to be a certain amount of accommodation. They, they said that was it death by a thousand accommodations is marriage. But to me, it just doesn't make sense to have them move in. It really doesn't make sense. So, look, is there a benefit to being with somebody? Yes. Is there a benefit to being married to somebody that you have similar values and similar behavior and comportment? Um, I would say, sure, yes. But ultimately, the, the question needs to only be answered by you. So when I ask the question... Sex is great. I mean, both men and women like sex. What are you going to do with that person the other X amount of time? You know, you can make whatever number it is because a lot of people do work and they're, they're, not, they're not together during work, obviously. Um, I think a lot of that is just tinted on your background and what, what you've experienced. I think a lot of angry MGTOW men who have been divorce raped or, or whatnot or, or incels who haven't had luck with women will be like, exactly, Gregory. Exactly. This is why you need to be independent. You can't keep you down. The house will be messy and you're dealing with their nagging and all that. Exactly, exactly, exactly. And other guys who might have had a better experience or maybe they pedestalize women or like, I want to spend 16 hours not having sex with them and sitting and having conversations about French politics in, in German history. You know, I'm like, what? <laughs> it's like, I think a lot of it is like experience, right? The, the more experience you have, whether it be just dating a lot of women or let's say you have a successful marriage for 25 years or you've... You're divorced and, and you've, you've seen the, the worst of marriage. I think a lot of, of your answer to that question is contingent upon your personal experience. And I'm not going to judge a man either way. If you want to get married, so be it. One of the reasons for this episode is it help give you tips on how to make the marriage have a better chance of surviving. But I'm not going to uh, cast aspersions on you for, for wanting to marry. And too, same thing. If you want to be a MGTOW player or a MGTOW monk, that's ultimately up to you. But I think a lot of it is, is what we talk about, like the asset liability ledger. Like when we used to have uh, ledgers to keep track of money, the money, the money coming in, the money leaving. 
you have to kind of look at the asset liability ledger and just say, is living or being with a woman worth what you're giving up? Because like with anything, you, when you gain something, you have to give up something to a certain extent. Even when you purchase something, you're giving up money to purchase something. So with everything, it's a question of, is the juice worth the squeeze? Some men would be like, I've had my kids, I've seen the worst of women. Yes, of course, I think pretty much all men will agree there is a certain pleasure to be uh, with a woman, basking in a woman with a woman that you like or you love and that you find attractive and you guys can have a dinner together or take a walk together or travel to Europe together or watch a movie together, you know, whatever it is. Go hunting together. I don't think anybody can deny that. The question is, you can have that by dating and not moving in together or marrying. So again, why give up the freedom to get that? And I think familiarity breeds contempt. We know this to a certain extent. And so logically, if you're spending every day with somebody, they're going to get on your nerves. So it goes back to the asset liability ledger. Is it worth to give up your freedom to get sex? Because that's the main reason men are in relationships. And this is why men are not getting married now, because throughout human history, to get sex and to have legitimate children, you had to get married, and the woman was a virgin, and typically calmly and obedient, because you had checks and balances on her solipsism, her over-emotional uh, behavior, and so forth. And now you don't. And women also are putting out on the second date in most cases. So where's the motivation for men to marry and give up their freedom if women are giving them what they want so quickly? And then women are lamenting, oh, there's no good men to marry. Well, I mean, because you bought into the cultural Marxist second wave feminist lies of the sex positive movement. So you only have yourself to blame on that. So, you know, is it worth it? Look, I'll tell you, a good marriage is a marriage that you have similar values. Because let me tell you, when you're younger, you think, oh, we both like Depeche Mode. We should get married. So we'll talk about Depeche Mode's greatest 40 songs. No. I think the number one thing is similar values. Because you can both like Depeche Mode, but if she's a militant atheist and you're a religious man, you guys are always going to be fighting. It's not worth it. Trust me. You have to, like, learn these things. So I would tell you... Similar values is the number one thing important in a long-term relationship. Number two is going to be you both having an understanding. And I think this is so understated. You don't have to be talking all the time. Let's say you're, you're with somebody on a Saturday, married or otherwise. Again, you have 16 hours together, whatever, 10 hours together. Some couples feel like they have to be talking all the time. And you run out of things. I mean, it's human. You're going to run out of things to talk about. Or you get in that rut that a lot of married couples get in where the only thing they talk about every time they go out to eat or whatever is the kids, family, and gossip. Like, you know, at the beginning of a relationship, you are talking about German history and French politics or whatever. Interesting, stimulating conversation. That all goes out the window after 10 years of marriage. You're just talking about your kids and it's boring. You're both bored out of your mind. But I think there's something to be said where couples who, who kind of know, like, we don't need to be talking all the time. They're like, hey, you go to a coffee shop and like, I'm going to read my book. For an hour and a half and you're doing a crossword puzzle and you guys don't even have to talk and it's totally cool you can just be in each other's presence but not feel the expectation to talk or you're at your house and you're like hey i'm gonna sit on the porch for an hour and a half cool instead of the oh well, well, you don't want to be with me no, 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 no. so i think one of the understated things of a successes of marriages are couples that realize they don't have to be around each other all the time you need each other's, you, you need your independence and your own identity. Because you, you'll hear this run at you later on at the end of the marriage. Is, I lost my identity. 
with you. I could have I, I could have figured out who I was. No, it's just like when men say she turned me from an alpha to a beta, right? There's no agency in that. It's like no, you either allowed it to happen or you were never an alpha in the first place. So when women say I lost my identity when I was with them, uh, no, either you didn't have an identity because you're a values chameleon, or you allowed your identity to be subsumed by his. So let's let's be honest. Let, let's take agency either way. But in closing, guys, look. Only you can really answer that question. Sex is great, but what do you do with that person the rest of the day? And I think a lot of it, again, is tinted on your own history of your own dating, your own dating history. Some of it is, is, is what you project into what you want in a marriage or a relationship. Some of it is, is, is tinted by your past relationships, whether they be good or bad. And ultimately, only you guys can answer that question of what do you do the rest of the time. Some of you will say it's just better to be a MGTOW monk and work on yourself and live alone and not have the drama of having a woman in your life, whatever that drama is. And look, again, I've, I've mentioned, you know, MGTOW monk is the most prudent way to live your life. It might not necessarily be the most exciting way, but it's the most prudent way. Some of you are gonna say, no, I think it's better to just pump and dump, date short term and never have them cohabit. I think that's the best way to do it. Some of you guys are gonna be like, because I still wanna have sex. Some of you will say, no, I think it's best to, to get married. Ultimately, I'm not gonna judge you either way, shape, or form. It's ultimately your choice. It's your choice. Guys, if you appreciate my content, please post an honest review, whether on Spotify or Apple. It only takes you five seconds. It helps with the algorithm. I think we are the most episodeded Red Pill channel uh, out there on, on, the, on the podosphere since we've been doing this for almost six years now. There's two links in the episode notes. One's for PayPal. If you want to make a donation up to fray the cost of hosting this on a server, I would appreciate it since I don't make any money off of it. And also the link to the website where you can watch all the, or listen, I should say, to all the past episodes and read the articles. Lastly, subscribe or follow to this channel. Also, the Confessions of an Obese Child, my original feed, and Female Holistic Health Apothecary. Until next time, take care. God bless and pray. Thank you for listening to the Awakened Man Podcast. Find us on Facebook at the Awakened Man Podcast page. Subscribe and post an honest review on Apple Podcasts and consider donating to our crowdfunding account. And remember, freedom is better than needle. Until next time. Music, courtesy of Nine Inch Nails.